Hello, and welcome to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their power and potential. My name is Safa, and I am your host. I am an intuitive healer, as well as a women's health and wellness life coach, and I have a special guest with me today. <laughs> so I will go ahead and introduce to you my wonderful partner, Brian Heckman. Hi, Brian. Hi, Safa. <laughs> How are you? I am good. How are you? I am good. I, you know what? A little behind the scenes for the listeners, <laughs> just because I find that this is really entertaining right now. We are sitting in my teeniest, tiniest closet. Is this your smallest closet? Yes. It, yes. Stuffed up, surrounded by pillows, having this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, I wanted to have Brian come on the show today because I wanted to talk about the concept of holding space. And I think you are the absolute perfect person to do this. Thank you. Because you are so good at it. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, first of all, uh, holding space for people, I think, is something that has become pretty prevalent in our society. I think it's a word that now gets thrown around or a phrasing that gets thrown around a lot. I think. I agree with that. Yeah, we pick up things and we start kind of resonating with them and go, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Again, they get repeated. And it didn't mean, these words didn't mean anything for me or to me for like the longest time. And I remember hearing people say that, well, you just have to hold, you know, you need someone who's going to be able to hold space for you. And I was like, what the, how, what exactly does that mean? How do you hold space for someone? So I guess I will actually start there and ask you, how do you hold space for someone? Ooh. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because up until you told me I was holding space for you, I had no idea I was doing <laughs> it. So, But um, mainly holding space is providing a non-judgment, a non, not really just more just listening and just being present and being almost mindful with the person. We'll talk probably about mindfulness a little bit later, (laughs) but it's just being present with the person, being present with their emotions, with with their feelings, everything that's going on with them. But it's like, you know, we talk about the no judgment zone. It truly is no judgment. And you're just there with them on the journey. And it's, you make yourself available. You just have time available and you're just there with them being, being with them and being a part of their experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's exactly right. And part of what I think makes this so challenging for us is the fact that we often don't even hold space with ourselves. In other words, we spend 24 seven with ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we almost continuously spend that time judging and holding guilt or some sort of shame or some kind of really deep seated, almost chain against ourselves. You know, even in the smallest of ways, we wake up in the morning and perhaps we've spilled coffee down our shirt on the way to work. Or we woke up late. Or we woke up late. Or we spent too much time in bed. (laughs) Or it's... It's suddenly noon and you realize you haven't eaten breakfast yet. Exactly. (laughs) And it becomes an immediate cycle of attack. Yes. Right? It's not as if you wake up and you go, oh, 
shoot, okay, haha, fine, let me see how I can fix this and revamp your, or maybe, not even just revamp, but refurbish the way that you're kind of relating to that moment, but also to yourself. It's most often that downput. Yes. Oh, I did this, I'm so clumsy, I'm so dumb, or whatever. Yep, yep, exactly. You you start saying stuff you wouldn't say to your best friend. Yeah. It's And, and that's the thing, too. It's um, one of the most challenging things about holding space is we want to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Is I, I don't know if that's a human trait or what, but we, just, we have to fix something. It's like, yeah. oh, you're sad. I need to fix it. I need to cheer you up. Oh, you're angry. We need to fix this. We need to calm you down. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, don't ever say calm down to a woman. Uh, <laughs> or to another person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... And we always, we get into this, we have to fix it. We have to fix it. So we, it turns into a, a cycle, a vicious cycle where we're, I'm down on myself. I'm angry because of, I spilled coffee on myself. I slept, overslept, and then I was driving horribly and everybody was honking at me on the way to work or wherever we were going. And I need to fix this. And then you stuff you really you just really can't fix though. And when you don't fix it, you then try and fix not fixing it. <laughs> and then you don't fix it. And then you try not fixing it. And it just turns into a horrible, horrible cycle. And I think it prevents you from holding space because you just get more down on yourself. You get into uh, almost what's a negativity spiral or affects us in a negative way. And it just turns into a vicious, vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a never ending spiral. And if it, if it happens internally, then it happens, I think twice as much with the people around us too, mm-hmm. which is where I see the biggest difference. So for me, I think not knowing what that phrase, like, Oh, you need someone who's going to be able to hold space for you especially safe space, not knowing what that meant for me in terms of how I related to myself, that affected then how I allowed myself to be in with in, in connection and in community with the people around me, mm-hmm. especially when it really counted. And I think what really drove the idea of, no, like really holding space for someone is being there in presence with exactly what's happening without really even trying to fix or change mm-hmm. or inform mm-hmm. or help or any of those things. It means being, simply being there. And it's a challenge, right? And we start that sort of awareness of being on our mats. We learn how to be in Shavasana, for example, mm-hmm. which is like one of the hardest things for people to do mm-hmm. because you just, you feel like you're just laying there. You're not like doing anything, but in truth you are existing mm-hmm. with what is without trying to put any effort or anything behind it. Mm-hmm. And so I say all that just to say within that same realm, what drove it home for me was as I was going through my divorce, the tribe, like my female friends who were around me, were so crystal clear about their intention to love me unconditionally and to be able to be there for me exactly as I was and with the situation without trying to sway me one direction or the other, without telling me, oh, do this, do that, without trying to fix anything, simply being there and loving me 100%. And that's, I think, I found that even more so when it came to you. So you and I have been friends for a while 
and we lost mm-hmm. touch for a while as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, but we reconnected, and the conversations felt automatically sort of like this, very organic, yeah. yes. very very present. Yes. And just very easeful. And I found that I could talk to you about the same types of things that I thought I would only ever tell like my best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And I could talk to you freely without feeling like I had to be anything I wasn't or like feeling like I needed to hide, you know, for example, my nerdiness or anything witchy or anything like that, that same. So, and for me that that was like a, a light in the dark. I was like, oh, wait, he's literally just holding really safe safe space for me and he's letting me be 100 percent who i am all the time Mm -hmm. there's never like a push or a pull in either direction for you know do this don't do that i don't know how to explain it but in our society i think it becomes very common in friendships in families with self Mm -hmm. and also in romantic partnerships Mm -hmm. so that is just my it, it is it's it's twofold it's my informing or my communication of what I see saving space as or holding space as and also an acknowledgement of you Uh for being able to do such a beautiful job at it that it's it sparked that knowledge in me and I think that's when I told you oh you just hold really safe space for me yeah and that's well, first of, all, first of all, thank you. <laughs> you got me a little flustered here. Uh, wasn't expecting, well, wasn't we, expecting compliments. Oh, <laughs> you deserve them. Um, yeah. So when we when we reconnect. Heck, when we reconnected, that was what we talked for what eight hours, nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, well it's a long, long story. But we ended up uh, making plans, having half the plans, and some other plans got canceled. So we just started winging it, and we yeah we talked for a good long time and yeah. Um, we both were going through some very difficult things and we just, yeah, we just sat there and it wasn't any judgment whatsoever. We were just present, actively listening to each other and allowing the person to talk without trying to fix anything, without trying to judge anything, without trying to steal each other's pain and try and uh, one up one another. Oh, well, that happened. Well, guess what? This happened to me and it was much worse. It's like, no, <laughs> we didn't do any of that. And really we just, li- we just listened to each other. And a lot of times that's what holding space is. It's just listening. Mm-hmm. It's just listening and being there and yeah. just allowing them to be them. And part of it is when you're holding space for somebody, they are going through something. And usually it's not pleasant. And so as you're there listening to them, they're figuring it out for themselves Mm -hmm. as well as they're, when they're talking to you, they're talking it through it themselves. They're going through the emotions, um, you know, like the five steps of grief. They're kind of going through a little bit of a depression cycle or an anger cycle and so forth. All those things, they're going through it and they're trying to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, all you're really doing is just being there with a stable and positive energy mm-hmm. and allowing allowing them almost i don't want to say feed off of it that's feed's not the right word um i mean but, but lean maybe lean yes i'll lean on the energy yeah. and 
Or bounce off of. Yeah. I think lean. A little bit. Lean might yeah, be a little, a little bit uh, lean off the energy and lean off of you in order to help stabilize themselves and just go through the process and just go through the journey. Mm -hmm. Some processes take longer than others. Some are an afternoon and you're yeah. done. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what the holding space is. Yeah. And it's pushing so far into the boundaries of discomfort for us because I think as humans, We've been, and I talk about this all the time on the show. I feel like almost every guest I've had has had this conversation <laughs> with me. But as humans, we often get told to keep everything in. Yes. You know, to not show what it is that we're really going through, what it is that we're really feeling. And part of that, I think, also is not just not only are we being told not to, but then we're mm -hmm. learning not to because the few times that we do, say, for example, become very vulnerable and open, we may be met with the other person's resistance or discomfort in dealing with our own vulnerability and pain and sharp mm -hmm. edges. Mm -hmm. And what that could potentially produce is either a criticism or a judgment or a very well-meaning, well-intending try mm -hmm. at helping or fixing or doing it that can backfire because that may not even be what, what we need in that moment. Sometimes all you need is to process. Yes. And there's a power also, I think, in understanding that we can fully step into presence with shade. Mm-hmm and observe and heal through with the help of other people around us. But mm -hmm. a lot of times that help is to just be like a mirror. Mm -hmm. And our closest relationships, I think, can do that very freely for us. They'll just hold that space and let us see. Yeah. See that other part of ourselves. And it can be very uncomfortable, like I said, because mm -hmm. we've been told not to. And so I... <laughs> so me, for example, I'm so... I'm such the empath and I'm such the HSP yes, you are. <laughs> and such things. Yeah. And such things really get to me sometimes. And there are days where like I wake up and all I want to do is cry, Aww. you know, and that makes people uncomfortable because it's an emotion mm -hmm. that we've been told not to show or to be around. And so mm -hmm. the immediate reaction is like a deflection or a fixer mm -hmm. or something that's going to mm -hmm. put a stopper to it. And as a matter of fact, I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, because it's kind of a random memory, but I remember being, it must have been in middle school mm -hmm. or something like that, and there was this little girl. The The girls from the younger grades yeah. liked me because I was nicer. I wasn't like the mean kid from like the <laughs> upperclassmen, you know? I was trying to be nice to them, and I would sometimes play with them and things. I think a part of it was because I was bullied so much, I couldn't relate mm. to my own peers. And so I'd talk to either the upperclassmen or the lowerclassmen. Mm. And anyway, the younger girls liked me for that. And I remember this one day I came across this, this one particular girl, and she'd been having a really hard time at home. I think her parents were getting divorced, if memory serves. And she was just very heartbroken about Aww. it, and she was just crying and crying. And I remember one of my closest friends being like, well, don't cry. You're going to look ugly. And it wasn't meant as a bad thing. It just is that we haven't really been taught how to be there for people no. without without putting it on ourselves in terms of it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about your discomfort. It's not about your edges. It's about allowing the person to feel what what it is that they need to feel and then for you to be there 
and support and love into that space, mm -hmm. despite the fact that you may be feeling the discomfort and the uncomfortableness mm -hmm. in all of that. Exactly. And, you know, you could be dealing with your own stuff too, mm -hmm. going through it is your, your, and that's something you just have to be really careful about is when you're going to hold space for somebody that takes a lot of effort, a lot of emotional and intellectual effort, because also too, you have to ride that very fine line of holding space and allowing the person to heal themselves. But you got, if you're going to be there for them, you've got to be there for them. And if they start doing self becoming self-destructive, mm -hmm. you, if you're going to be there for them, you got, that's when you got to step in and help them. Yeah. And it's a very, very fine line and you have to walk that line and it can be very emotionally and intellectually uh, and spiritually taxing. Mm -hmm. And you just, just got to be, just got to be careful with that. And, you know, going back to like what you said with growing up is, I mean, you're exactly right. It's, and, and, you know, you always get told, oh, suck it up, cowboy up, you know, man up, or mm. woman, now it's woman up, and yeah. everything, which is, I guess, good, woman up. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fun. Well, yeah, each, it's, each of us gets our yeah. own our own version Man of, mantra of yeah yeah our, yeah, our own and, version of shut up and suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's a time and place for that. If you're being attacked and someone says something that hurts your feelings... Yeah, suck it up and get out of there. <laughs> you know, if there there are certain situations where yes, you do need to put everything aside and go do what you have to do in order to get out of that situation or make that situation right. And I'm talking like extreme situations, sure, like sure. like uh, you know, car accidents or like I said, you know, a mugging or something like that. And I think it just when we growing up we're all in the sports. So when you're playing in the middle of sports, you can't have an emotional breakdown. No, that's not allowed. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> but you see, know? I think if there were, maybe we would be. Well, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> it's I'm I'm just saying that's what it is. It's like growing up. You know, there's no crying in baseball. You gotta you know suck it up. Go out there and yeah. oh you know your feelings are hurt. I don't care. Go out there and tackle this person. It's yeah, that's hard. And we we build it up and in Western society and especially in American society with our go, 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 mm -hmm. it's, we translate that from extreme situations to, Oh, well, sports, sports is only an hour, two hours. Okay. That's okay. To work, to child rearing, to everything. And then, Oh, the day's over time to sleep. You're not dealing with anything. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I need time for me. Oh, well, I need to suck it up. I got to take care of the kids. I got to go to work. It's, and that's where we get into that pattern. And we just need, we just need to break it. Oh my gosh. There's so much that goes into that. Yeah. And, oh man, you say that. And it does make me think of, you know, my mom, for example, she raised all of us pretty much on her own, mm -hmm. you know? all and, and she did an amazing job too. she did a phenomenal job really and it took a lot of her and it demanded a lot of her which can sometimes mean you've got to rise above so to speak but mm -hmm. i think there's a difference between that and still being in touch with because i don't think mm -hmm. i ever saw her not feel something mm -hmm. 
And I personally am grateful for that because I think it allowed me to know that it's okay to be in that space of whatever that feeling may be and Mm -hmm. to tap in and question and then go deep and ask, you know, why, where is this coming from? And that, that actually came later in life. But Mm -hmm. I think that she was really good at least, if not about everything else, that she was very good about like really holding Mm -hmm. space for herself and for us and to say, yeah, this is kind of happening right now and I'm allowed to feel sad. But at the same time, in that sadness, I can find the strength to be there for you in this way. Or, mm-hmm. And I think it was the same thing for us. You know, like you said, yeah. we were both going through very difficult things. Difficult times. and But we were able to hold space for each other. Mm-hmm. And ourselves. And ourselves within that realm and still mm-hmm. be there in, in support and all of that. Yeah, because there were, there were a few times where we were like, uh, I need alone time tonight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I need, a, I need a couple hours of alone time, me time. And just to, just to find space within ourselves. And we usually, we usually develop habits, mm-hmm. um, you know, working out, lifting, meditating, yoga, um, and it could be anything cooking. Mm. I think a lot of people have turned it into, uh, like playing video games yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and you don't want to use it as a distraction or forgetting about your right. problems, but it's just, as you're going through emotions you're just still you're dealing with what you're dealing with internally and it gets sorted out that way it's not it's a longer process Mm -hmm. um and you may not get everything but it's still it's still there and it still helps Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm and i'm glad that you were kind of saying that too because the other part of that is is you've got also a right to say you know what I love you and I am here for you always in the best capacity that I can but at the moment I can't particularly hold mm-hmm. space for you in this regard. You know, I try to, if I know I'm going to have a very heavy emotional outpouring, for mm-hmm. example, with my friends and with you, sometimes I do it as well. I will actually ask, wait, do you have the emotional <laughs> and energetic? <laughs> yeah. Do you have the emotional energetic and wherewithal mm-hmm. to, to be here with me in this because this is going to be heavy and it's perfectly okay i've had friends who i love my friends because they really are just so good at like being honest and upfront i've had friends who say no Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i can't right now yeah i'm really sorry i can't but i'm here for you i just don't have the emotional quotient right now to deal with this particular side and that's fine yeah that's okay too uh, at the same time, there's the other side of that where mm-hmm. it could be, hey, I'm dealing with this and this and this. Do you have the emotional? Yes, I can. And for mm-hmm. yourself, too, like you said, part of, I think, holding space for oneself is learning to understand the self, you know, mm-hmm. learning to know, well, OK, I had a crap day. I'm just going to go home and like unplug or for me, mm-hmm. you know, some people it's video games for me. Maybe it's like watching trashy reality. TV. <laughs> Vanderpump <laughs> rules for life. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, watching trashy mm-hmm. TV, maybe mm-hmm. it for me. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I hide behind that either. You know, yes. it means that I'm allowing myself to be in a space where I might even tell you, hey, I can't really deal with anything heavy today. Do you mind mm-hmm. if we just watch some ridiculous, mindless trash for a bit and then I can reset? And that's holding space for oneself as well. Yes. And and you, you brought up... Um actually two different places we can go. Yeah, cool. Uh, so the first place is 
is when you take when you talked about taking care of yourself and we talked about hey i need time for me is it's really important that you understand that you're the most important person it's you have to be aware of yourself knowing yourself and going through and knowing what you're going through and and if you can and can't handle it mm-hmm. because unfortunately um through no fault of their own, there could be people that just rely on you and where they go from leaning almost to feeding. And, and that's something I was unbelievably grateful for you is when, you know, I said, Hey, I can't deal with it. Or you said, Hey, not today. You know, I got my own stuff. I need to shake off. We were very respectful of each other and we let each other go. And you said, Hey, I'm don't, call me between the hours of don't bother me between the hours of six and nine o'clock tonight i'm going to be out and yeah i wanted to check on you but i kept that phone down yeah and respect and yeah i've nine at 901 i'm ready to send a message where i'm like <laughs> you know what no let me just keep the phone down when she wants to call she'll call and it's you just got to be careful because some people and they could be dealing with really really horrible situations where they pull you in mm-hmm. and they start taking they start almost it comes almost down to abusive yeah use where it's where you need time for yourself and they are not letting you Mm -hmm. and that's where it can get that was where it can go south quick Mm -hmm. and again that's what you gotta um when you're holding space for somebody that is something is to set those boundaries first probably should have said that right away (laughs) just said that in the beginning uh yeah definitely make sure you know boundaries and make sure they're very clear Mm-hmm. And if boundaries are starting to be across, uh, um, because you're going to be completely vulnerable with each other, you're going to be taking up a lot of time and a lot of space and a lot of emotional and spiritual energy. There, there's several, several different boundaries that can be crossed. Mm-hmm. And once you start seeing those boundaries being crossed, you got to redefine them. And I mean, not change them, but like redraw the boundary. Yeah, Yeah, redraw that boundary where it's supposed to be and kind of reset. I should say reset the boundary Mm -hmm. um, where it's supposed to be and go with it. Go with it that way. Yeah. And it's a different form of holding space. Like, So I'm thinking about it now as you're as you're speaking. I'm seeing this as we hold space for each other. Mm hmm. And we have to hold space for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And within those, we set boundaries that help us do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be very difficult for me to be able to hold space for myself or you mm-hmm. if I didn't have boundaries defined as yes. to what it is that I want or don't want, the values that I do assign more meaning to or don't, the things that I want in my life or don't. And with you, actually, that was, that was yeah, not to make this like a lovey-dovey episode for everybody who's listening but but i would just put some romantic music in the background yeah i will (laughs) (laughs) but uh that was one of the things that i appreciate the most about you is usually if i give you a boundary not usually but all the time when i Mm -hmm. give you a boundary you respect it and i try to do the same for you Mm -hmm. and i'm like that with most of my friends and Mm -hmm. i think what i've learned from that is again it's a different form of holding space yes because if the question is hey or if the ask is please give me a couple hours by myself it's been Mm -hmm. a really intense day i'm feeling kind of like this Mm -hmm. and i need to take time for myself or if the ask is hey 
if you're available for this, mm -hmm. this and this happened and I'm going to need a lot from you, then you should be able to say mm -hmm. yes to this, no to this. And at the end of the day, you dictate that. You're the one who mm -hmm. is the author of your own reality. And yes. you get to say yes and no to things. Yes. Yeah. Because the, the worst thing you the worst thing that can happen is you burn yourself out mm -hmm. holding space for somebody because it, when, once you hit burnout you're useless to them yeah. they need they need you to lean on for a period you're useless they can't lean on you and then depending on what uh, what situation they're going through and what stories they have it could be even more detrimental and yeah the and other, your own triggers oh your own trigger well. yeah yeah and it and then the worst part is it starts building resentment yeah and once once resentment forms you can still combat it but once it really deeply forms and you find yourself complaining about every little single thing you're that resentment's never going to go away mm -hmm. and it's stuck in there and it just it poisons a relationship yeah and you, you don't if you're holding space for somebody you definitely don't want that to happen yeah i think you said it just right it's stuck it's just mm -hmm. like my my proverbial metaphor oh yeah it's stuck of yeah. the rug yep rug you know pushing all of that dirt under the rug and mm -hmm. then kicking it and accidentally everything blows blows up yeah so it's the same type of thing i yeah. think or very exactly similar. yeah yeah exactly yeah. It, is. it is it is so and in i think you're right there's a fine balance between all of those things it takes practice mm -hmm. i think as with many things, I think we're very flippant sometimes about how we approach things and we learn, mm -hmm. you know, as I was saying at the beginning of the episode, I think we hear the young'uns <laughs> talk about holding space and we go, well, first we go, what is this nonsense? And then we go, oh, okay, that makes okay. sense. You're just being like a safe, mm -hmm. safe person for them. You're, you're listening, all of these things. But then we're kind of mm -hmm. slightly flippant about it in that we throw that out very willy-nilly. And we're not really understanding. Oh yeah, like everything, it gets abused. Yeah. Like holding holding space because there is there is a time where you want judgment. There is a time when you as want... discernment, I think though, not so much as like a cutting down judgment. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Thank you for clarifying. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you there there is a time where you do need to come in and help and possibly fix and. There mm -hmm. are certain times where we get into this holding space. Oh, I'm non-judgy. And it's like, okay, well, I'm about to do a whole bunch of drugs in front of a whole bunch of kids and yeah. do some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm not judging. I'm here for you. It's like, yeah, no, that's not holding no. space either. Yeah, that's not holding space. <laughs> that's no. enabling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you still don't, yeah, don't want to fall into that trap. Yeah, lots of traps. Lots of traps. Yes, lots, lots of, of traps. Who knew? Well, it, we're dealing with humans. Humans are as about as screwed up as anything. <laughs> oh, I don't think we're screwed up. I think we're, we're very complicated. complex. We're simply complex. We're complex. We're simply complex. complex. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that we've got choices, you know, because mm -hmm. we have this free will and that creates many different ways in which yes. we can do or not do things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, uh, who knew? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. as we were getting ready for this episode, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is at first I was very excited yeah. because this is you're right as of right now, at least as of this season, you're my first male 
guest. Ooh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> but also, you are my partner. Yes. And I want to share Not this. Not as scary. That is scary. <laughs> Not as scary. Not as scary. Not as scary. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, but I, so I wanted to share in this with you because... To me, the reason specifically I said, let's talk about holding space, Mm -hmm. like I said, was because to me, you'd done such a beautiful job of exemplifying that to me, Mm -hmm. just as my tribe, for example, that I really thought we would get in here and kind Mm -hmm. of riff on it a little bit. And, but I, I didn't. In my mind, I guess I wasn't picturing it going so many different directions. Oh yes, there, yeah, it can. <laughs> and just like with anything, it's yeah, got so it's... many little nooks and crannies, and it's got exactly. so much uh, malleability that you can talk about many different things in different ways. And again, you go into boundary work, and you go, go into, into uh, enabling, enabling versus judging or just holding space for yourself. Wanting to draw that line, yeah, it, it's everywhere, and and. Something, um, I spent 11 years in the army, so I was a uh, paratrooper, so we jumped out of planes and did all a bunch of fun stuff. Guess what? We judged everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, a, we, there, yeah, you were, you were judging McJudgerson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything got judged. It's how, when you're standing in formation and you are standing at the position of attention and you have your fingers curled with your thumbs tucked. We're judging that. Mm-hmm. That little thing. Is that going to matter in the grand scheme of things if your thumb is to the side or tucked in or straight? No. Yeah. But there we are judging it. How, you know, that's it's... interesting. I wonder if you'd still see it as, hmm. do you think it's it's judgment or do you think it's uh, recognition or observation? Well... Yes. <laughs> it's it's when you, when you look at it in there. So you what you're doing is you are basing a person's performance off of everything they do. And in the army it's it's to the extreme because you're going into combat with this person. Yeah. And your life is in their hands. Your life is in their hands. You're going to come into some really, really, really weird, dangerous, messed up situations. And you want that person to be able, you want to know that person got your back and that person can handle a situation which you, where you're not even going to be able to see them or possibly even talk to them. One of the things that, the paratroopers really look at is our history with like world war ii and stuff mm-hmm. you had uh like big everybody knows d-day so i'll just use that as an example but with d-day you had thousands and thousands of paratroopers scattered all over france mm-hmm. um, by the coast and mostly it was people between 18 and 22 years old in charge of two to 12, 15, sometimes 20, 25 people. Yeah. And they had missions to carry out. They're by themselves in France against the entire German army, which was at this point still pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you had to rely on them to make it to a friendly area and accomplish the mission. So there was a lot of, you had to trust in these very young people ton and ton ton amount of responsibility Mm -hmm. and and that's where that judging comes from it is trying to instill a lot of that discipline 
and a lot of that ability to where, hey, I, you know, this is what the standard is. This is what you need to do because there very well could be a time where you're going to be by yourself in charge of eight other lives in charge of because you have civilians on the battlefield and everything else in charge of all their lives mm -hmm. and we got to expect you to make the best decisions you can so that's why there's a lot of judginess with yeah. that and yeah i went really sidetracked with that one no but i, li I like that because that's actually a different perspective on that you know mm -hmm. usually i've maybe it's just my own experience i i relate to judgment from a very negative point of view mm -hmm. because I feel like when I do it, it is negative, mm -hmm. you know? But also I've learned over the years that when I'm judging something mm -hmm. or someone, that usually means that there's some aspect of shade within myself I haven't mm -hmm. dealt with that I'm projecting onto that situation or person or whatever. So that's that's the way that I've I relate usually to judgment and I and I make a distinction between that and discernment, mm -hmm. which is the thing that you use to allow you to know mm -hmm. whether it's not yeah. not the way that intuition tells you, but more in a brain based type of thing where your yeah. discernment allows you to distinguish between yeah you know the poison apple and the mm. real apple and the real apple but i like what you're saying about judgment in terms of well yeah we're out there judging a person yeah. if they're you know unkempt or whatever then we're not going to trust them with the way they drive yeah. yeah it's and and two ju judgment is neutral mm -hmm. judgment we as humans assign negativity or positive positivity to judgment mm -hmm. And we can judge somebody harshly by the way they act, the way they look, or we can judge somebody positively by the way they act or the way mm -hmm. they look. Mm -hmm. And that's where it just comes into play is really, really it comes down to is the why. Mm -hmm. Why are you judging this person? Yeah. If you're just walking in the hall and you see somebody who looks different than you or maybe walking different than you, or just has a weird different energy than you and you start or judging just has them. has a different perspective vibe, or culture yeah. or thought. Yeah. yeah, it's, oh, I'm going to judge you. Well, why? Mm -hmm. And and that's the ultimate question is why are you judging? Are you judging them because, you know, you're walking out of street at night and, you know, it, it could become a bad situation? Okay, yeah, maybe you might want a little bit of judgment there. But if you're just walking down this crowded street and per mind his own business and nothing like that at all. It's like, well then why? Yeah. And that's the question is why? And when we go uh, to bring this around back to holding space, when we're looking at holding space and that's the whole reason we don't judge is because why are you judging? Yeah. And because you don't need to, mm -hmm. a person is going through something and they don't need your judgment. Right. And you don't need to judge either. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, if you need to judge people um, in order to feel better about yourself, in order to do something, that's a whole different conversation we'll have to have. Or maybe it's a point of the idea of control, too. Uh, I was going to get to that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to get that in a second. <laughs> so I beat you to it. Yeah, yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, just let me finish this thought real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, why? And that's where it goes, like, where I 100% agree with you. Disconcernment is where you want to have that, where... You Discern wanted... you, discernment. Discernment, yeah, thank you. I'm just making up words now. Uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. But you just want to make sure that the person is, you know, coping and not becoming self-destructive. Mm -hmm. um, now back to your comment, is judgment... Judgment is, judgment is uh, power. Mm -hmm. it, it brings power. It's because we are judging. We're either building somebody up 
mm-hmm. or we're tearing somebody down yeah. in an attempt to either overpower them or latch onto their power. Right. It's an illusion. Yeah. It's a, yep. it's the illusion of power through the eyes of the also, mm-hmm. the also not true control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, the and reason I say that is, I mean, I find it, it, this concept is actually very difficult for a lot of us to learn. Mm-hmm. I can say for sure me as a person who's had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest reasons why we develop these is because we think we can control it. And often the things in our lives that feel like they're most out of control mm-hmm. or out of our hands put this mm-hmm. thought in our head that, well, at least I can control this. Mm-hmm. If I could just control this, then everything else is going to be mm-hmm. okay. It, but the truth of the matter is, is that we don't really have control we don't have have control control over anything it's just an illusion so that's an illusion which means that the idea of you exerting power on Mm -hmm. anything or anyone in that way is also an illusion oh yeah yeah i completely completely agree yeah so i think it's uh (laughs) yeah that's an interesting yeah it's an interesting thought you're right because when you're in judgment of someone and you're not really holding space for them Mm -hmm. What you're doing is maybe trying to control the way in which they should act or how they should live their lives according to yep. what your own idea of what the world should look like. Exactly. And, and that's that's ego. Mm-hmm. That's the ego. Mm-hmm. The evil ego. Oh, it's not ego, ego is not evil. It's not evil. It gets a bad rap because it likes to tell stories and yeah. box things up. <laughs> it's just, just trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just really good at its job and you believe it. Mm, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's, 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 that's the thing. Is ego. ego evil or are you just believing it? <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, and that's the thing. That's, it's one of the things about holding space is setting your ego aside mm-hmm. and really... I guess that's the root of everything is because every, I mean, judgment comes from ego, um, trying to fix things comes from ego. Mm -hmm. So really the root of it is, you know, take, take, you know, leave your ego at the door. Yeah. Leave the ego at the the door door. or at least don't believe it's stories. Yes. Be more present. I think that that's where the true healing of the ego and maybe the, the, I call them core wounds, but Mm -hmm. I think if, if I'm remembering this correctly, they're also known as pain body like reactions. And in terms of the ego experiences something mm-hmm. and it tells you, oh, I experienced this. So therefore, this is true. Mm-hmm. That's a story creation, which yes. comes from a core wounding. Mm-hmm. So you can leave that aside. Yes. yes. And make space. Yes. And make. Cre- yeah, make space. The thing is, I don't know why I just said make space Mm -hmm. and it made so much more sense to me yeah we're like you're holding space for someone because you're making room within yourself yourself yep to embrace Mm -hmm. all of that person's being in that moment in present as it Mm -hmm. is without taking the past or the present into consideration it happens in this moment without filling your story into their story yeah without coloring your own yeah little pattern in yeah yeah without taking your crayons and coloring in their color book yeah exactly (laughs) you're not trying to make your own little picasso yeah exactly and that's and that's again that's ultimately what comes down to holding space for somebody it's you're there to provide emotional spiritual and intellectual support for them as they go through a situation Mm -hmm. and it's not trying to fix it it's not trying to judge it it's not trying to take 
credit for anything. It's not trying to write your story over theirs. It's yeah. not trying to one up. It's because that's the thing. It's it's not once did if you truly hold space for somebody, you're probably not going to tell anybody either. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't mean like telling secrets or anything like that. You shouldn't do that to begin with. <laughs> but not not like that. I mean, it's not like. You know, you don't hold space for somebody and the next day at the, you know, the water cooler, you're, oh, yeah, I hold space for somebody. We're, you know, we're cool like that. <laughs> and it's, you, if you're truly holding, you, that won't even come up. Uh-huh. It will be the furthest thing from your mind and yeah. it'll, it'll never, it'll never pop up. Yeah, that whole braggadocious side. Exactly. Business. It's yeah. because, because you're putting your ego in check. Yeah. And you're setting it aside to make space exactly. for the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it safe, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big that's a big part for someone. I think anyone, really. We're all looking to be safe. Mm-hmm. Humans, we like feeling safe. We like feeling comfort. Yes. These are oh, things yeah. that are just naturally ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. And so when someone actually is in presence with us and holds space for us, mm-hmm. if it's done honestly and if yes. it's done genuinely and if it's done present maybe mm-hmm. then it feels very safe yes and it feels very peaceful mm-hmm. and it i will say this just to the listeners if you're wondering whether the people in your life do or do not hold space for you if you are in a conversation about something very vulnerable for yourself with someone and you are feeling unsteady mm-hmm. you know you are feeling afraid that they'll judge you or use it against you mm-hmm. or you know weaponize it or mm-hmm. manipulate it or whatever or that's not it. it yeah i was just thinking that manipulation yeah yeah just uh, go ahead go ahead yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. so if you do feel if you do find in your life that that is something that's happening within your relationships that's mm-hmm. not a person that's holding safe space for you not a person that's holding space at all and it's hard because then looking at our relationships can be very it demands a whole new level of practice and presence Mm -hmm. because then we're having to ask questions of self. You know, Mm -hmm. when I'm with this person, do I leave the interaction feeling exhausted? Do I leave feeling uplifted? Mm -hmm. Do I leave feeling more depressed? Do I leave feeling like, Oh my God, why did I just say that? Now everyone is going to know, or Mm -hmm. this is going to be used against me then those are very important factors, I think. And that helps us set boundaries, too. Exactly, yeah. I mean, And that's one of the things, too, we talked about holding space for somebody, but we're just now talking about what if you need your space held by somebody. Yeah. And that, you know, it's... And that's the big thing is, like you said, it's finding somebody you can trust to be 100... Because when you need somebody to hold space for you, it's you're going to be a hundred percent vulnerable mm-hmm. and you're going to be a hundred percent open and you're going to say things and talk about things which you may feel ashamed of, mm-hmm. which may, when you hear it may not even sound like you, Yeah, you know, your thoughts and emotions or maybe some of the act- actions you've taken doesn't sound like you at all. Doesn't. And, or it does. It, and it's even scarier. It's scarier. And you you start your egos there and you start judging yourself and it's you start oh my god you know this this the stuff i'm doing isn't a good what a good person does or what i should do or anything like that and you need somebody you can absolutely trust and 
Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's if you're finding where when you hold space and you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. down, depressed, or nervous about what you just told them or anything else. Uh, I'm not going to say don't talk to that person about right, holding space, right. but it's something you just need to think about. Is this consider. the consider? Is this the best person? Mm-hmm. You know, and and some some people for certain situations just right just aren't. And that's the other thing too. Maybe that's like I'm glad you brought that up because mm. sometimes we are able to hold space in some situations and mm-hmm. not in others. So perhaps someone has a very deep trauma around mm-hmm. something and they wouldn't be able to hold space for you around something like that because it could be very triggering, mm-hmm. could be very downward spiral for them and they can't necessarily be there or mm-hmm. vice versa because they've been through that. They can hold for space for you in that way mm-hmm. uniquely because they've experienced it. And so it just then it evolves again. Yeah. It becomes about, well, for example, maybe I'm with this person and when we talk about this one thing. Mm-hmm. This one thing, it makes me nervous. I get butterflies in my stomach, which I, I always say this. Let's de-romanticize the idea that when you get butterflies in your stomach, that is a good thing. That is actually you, you, a warning you, you sign. You don't like that, do you? I, it's a warning sign. It's your intuition going, oh my God, stay away from this person or situation. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous. Yeah. I really don't like that at all. This is the same I say when I'm in class where it's like, if it takes your breath away, that's not romantic. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's the same. So wait, what was, where was I saying before this? Um, oh yeah. So if you're with that person in, in a particular situation, mm-hmm. particular you've, situation. you've talked specifically about, I don't know, let's say your, uh, childhood friendship. Well, well, I'll say, um, like uh, with my dad, my dad was in the Navy and he was in Vietnam and everything. He was a radio man on a destroyer. Yeah. So they were in Viet- North Vietnamese waters and they were getting attacked sometimes and everything else. And um, I won't go into the full story, but there was an incident uh, with him on the ship mm-hmm. and he could have gotten in serious, serious trouble for it. And it went up to the, um, I think the fleet commander mm-hmm. who you know big big deal uh guy guy has a big deal he's a big deal so um you know my dad when he told the story he told the story like three or four times but he just skimped out on the details mm-hmm. and everything else but after i went through my thing in the army and had some of my experiences and we brought it up again just with me he went into a lot more detail yeah, yeah. and it was one of those things it's and i didn't realize it then because Again, like I didn't know I was holding space with somebody until, <laughs> until about a year ago. But then I was because he was just, I wasn't judging him or anything. Yeah. I was just listening to the details of the story and everything else. Mm-hmm. And it was like you said, it's just a situation yeah. that he felt because we've both been in a wartime situation in combat that he could, that I would relate to it. Yeah, that you really could hold yeah. space for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then that's even threefold, I guess, because yeah. where I was going with that is if you are with someone, but I love, I love that you shared that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. When you are with someone and you have shared something about yourself mm-hmm. with them 
and it feels you leave that conversation feeling unsteady mm-hmm. or judged or mm-hmm. dirty or heavy. I know that yeah. seems strange, but it does happen. That probably isn't the type of thing that they can hold space for you mm-hmm. on. And that's fine. Not everybody has to hold space for you on everything all the time. Exactly. Sometimes it's like you said, for this particular thing, that's you were situation. able to do that because you had experienced something similar. So mm-hmm. therefore that helped both of you feel much more open about it. And and that too, if, if you need someone to hold space and you don't know where to start, um, one of the places to look is to, if you know it, anybody that had similar experiences because what what i find and this this is anecdotal 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 thank you uh (laughs) uh there's no science based on this whatsoever that i know of but it's you just relate to people who've had shared experiences it's why a lot of times AA works yeah, for alcoholics yeah, because yeah. you're going in and you're, you're being hundred percent vulnerable to complete strangers. Mm-hmm. We talk about trust and knowing people and everything else. And you're there in AA meeting with a complete stranger who you only know first name and you might've met two days ago and you're confessing everything too. Yeah. But you share such a deep thing that they can hold space. Yeah, for you. It's similar yeah. like with rehab, yeah. with, um, veterans groups with, uh, and survivor groups mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. uh, domestic abuse yeah. and so forth. Um, you know, it's because it's a shared experience yeah. and there, there's definitely no ego, no judgment no. and a lot of trust because they, they know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. They may not yeah. know exactly but they've been similar, so they yes. can they can definitely em- emphasize that a lot empathy more. is empathy. deeper. Yes, and the understanding goes beyond. Yeah. yeah, where yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's to say, if if you haven't had a similar experience, doesn't mean you can't hold space. No, for somebody. not at all, because you can still sympathize and you can still empathize. You can yep. do both. Yeah, you don't even have to have you. You're right. You don't have to have had the same experience, but just being there, mm-hmm. you know, you coming back from a deployment and saying mm-hmm. I, this and this happened or whatever, and me being there for you without passing judgment or mm-hmm. just allowing you to say that is enough. Yes. So there are many different ways in that which mm-hmm. we can do that for one another. But yes. and and to further what you were saying, if the listeners are wondering, well, who in my life holds space for me? Mm-hmm. It's that person who you know, like something really deep and harsh, usually difficult, has happened, and you're gonna call them and feel better for it mm-hmm. because you know that they will be there for you no matter what mm-hmm. that person is there for you yes sometimes it's a familiar sometimes it is a friend sometimes mm-hmm. it's a lover sometimes it's a stranger sometimes it's mm-hmm. your therapist yeah and and therapists do a fantastic job of holding space for people too mm-hmm. so same could be your yoga teacher could yeah. be your meditation etc but there is that that mm-hmm. moment where you realize oh this is where and that, by the way, just to make it clear, would never be abused. Yes. Would never be used to do anything negative mm-hmm. in terms of controlling or manipulating you. Yeah. So if you think someone is holding safe space for you, but there is no true knowing of who you are or there is an end game to it, mm-hmm. like a lot of these 
fake gurus do. Oh. They seem to hold. That's a whole new show. We won't get into that's, it today. Yes, yes. But we will. I that's promise. another. That's another episode. That's another episode, and you'll come back for that one. For oh, sure. I want to come back. I know. For that one. I know, because you're all pumped. This is a thing we could talk about for hours. But when you, in that sense, mm-hmm. it seems they're holding space for you. It seems you're safe and everything points to it somewhat they have a motive but it's there's this there's a reason there's mm-hmm. a motive there's a something yeah and it's not to your greatest good mm-hmm. same if we i was talking to one of my guests recently about uh past life regression mm-hmm. same in that situation if you don't want to do hypnosis or all of these things because you're afraid someone is going to manipulate you mm-hmm. that's yeah if Someone who really is going to hold safe space for you wouldn't do that. Asking someone to be there for your highest good, that is Mm -hmm. what we're looking for. And that's what we ask for when we pray. That is what we ask for when we write down on our journals what it Mm -hmm. is that we want, when we seek out a higher connection. And it is that safe space, but it shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel tainted in any way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And that's just something too you just have to be very very careful about because because if you need someone to hold space for you you're obviously dealing with something very difficult very traumatizing very stressful you may not even feel that there's a taint to it yeah or yeah or anything like that so you just got to be really yeah you just got to be really really attuned yeah uh, to that and just just be careful Mm -hmm. because unfortunately you know, there are some bad people out there, people who just don't know any better, mm-hmm. you know. And or who intended well, but... Who, yeah, failed. who intends well, but just, yeah, you know, ain't, ain't making the grade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, just just, just be careful. And, and same thing for um, if you're holding space for somebody, it's... Yeah it's they the person you're holding space for may develop a story that involves you and good Mm. or bad or anything else like Mm -hmm. that and you just have to be aware of that yeah and that's a really good point too something for all of us to keep in mind too is like it's like you said earlier like we talked about earlier we can hold space sometimes Mm -hmm. we're not available and saying so is okay and drawing that boundary is okay but if you're holding space for someone and it feels more abusive than anything else. Like mm-hmm. in other words, if you're holding space for that person, but they keep betraying your trust or turning around and using it against you or somehow weaponizing it against you, yeah. then it's, it's not beneficial for you either. So hold space for yourself yes, and pull away from that situation yes. as well. Because, and, that, and that's, maybe we should have started with this because when you're holding space for somebody, um, and we, well, we did say, I think a little bit earlier, you're being, you're being a hundred percent vulnerable yeah. with each other. Yeah. And because you're dealing with such raw emotion yeah. and vulnerability, it's, there's just like complete openness. There is, it's very easy to manipulate yeah. and take advantage of somebody yeah. and like kind of we mentioned with uh with the gurus out there mm-hmm. and some of those mm-hmm. other people is there are other people that will take advantage yeah. of that we use that yeah and that's the thing is as two people um that we both hold space for um each other and yeah. other people yeah. and the work you do you know holding space for your clients and everybody yeah. else it 
it really disturbs us when we know there are other people take, using using that to take advantage of people. Yeah, it is. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, be discerning, pay attention. And it all goes back to things that we talk about on this show a lot, which are <laughs> listen to your intuition, listen to your knowing, your inner knowing, pay attention to mm -hmm. what your body, your mind, your emotions are telling you. Be very connected and present and use that to further grow yourself mm -hmm. and allow that to create safe space for you and yeah. to create safe space for others and allow others to create, to hold safe space for, for you. Because sometimes you're resistant to that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh my but, gosh. But let me, let me just say, cause we kind of, you know, we kind of talked about like, you know, the pitfalls and everything else. Yeah. It's, when you hold space for somebody, when yeah. you truly hold space for somebody, there is no better feeling yeah. in the world is because you are helping them get through something mm -hmm. and you may hold space for somebody just for a couple weeks. It could be a couple months. Heck, it might last years. And then through life happens you may never talk to them again. Yeah. But they are better off and they're better people and they survived and grew from those circumstances and you had a part of it. Yeah. You had support. And you benefited of that. from it too. Yeah. And yeah, and you've been and and same thing. When you're when you need someone to hold your space, there's no better feeling knowing that there's somebody mm, out there yeah. that you can confide in yeah. and you can trust. And there are people out there. Mm -hmm. There's there's tons and tons and tons of people out there that are going to do it, that aren't going to take advantage. They're going to be non-judgment. They're going to put their ego in check and they're going to listen. Mm -hmm. And if you need help, they will help. And yeah. if you just want them to listen, they'll just listen. And as you guide yourself through the situation you're dealing with, it's again, there's no better feeling knowing that I can call you up and talk to you about anything in the yeah. world yeah and like i said there's no better feeling than knowing somebody can rely on me mm -hmm. if they need help yeah and i help them mm -hmm. without so, being taken advantage of exactly yes exactly oh i love that <laughs> well i'm gonna have to stop us because we're running out of time but oh no we will definitely have to come back and do another episode soon several <laughs> several apparently Apparently. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me no today. it was my pleasure i don't know if this is something you want to do because usually when the guests come on i ask them you know for like their social web stuff or whatever where people can find them i don't know if this is something you want to do if it's not then i'll just go straight on to mine no, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. I'm not ready. I if am... you guys have questions for Brian, you can always email me. Or if you have any pointers, or if you've learned something from today, or if you want to have more ideas as to how to hold space, or want to tell a story about someone holding space for you, email me info at nourishingpaths.com. Don't forget, there's an S at the end of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, you can follow me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths, and always you can go by the website nourishingpaths.com and don't forget to like share and review the episode this is what we are here to do mm -hmm. i'm here to serve you guys and if you like it then go ahead and share that love <laughs> but that is it for today i will talk to you on the next episode next week <laughs> bye all bye